Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. coming up and you need to stock up at Brewers Outlet Reagan Street in Sunbury the beverage supermarket imports the Metzik's micro brews best selection of beer anywhere wine coolers, water, soft drinks lots and lots of snacks you need lots of snacks get through a big weekend like this they roast their peanuts fresh and not every day. Six great flavors of slushies, the pickle bar, led by my two favorites, the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All of Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Elmo's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day, Fletcher Lawyer, the freshman with Purdue down one, puts them in front. Lawyer. Edie draws a double. Lawyer a three. It hits. Here sits the ball. Back to. You cut off Gus. I can't believe you would do that. How can you cut off Gus? That was my mistake. I got Gus's number here in my in my Rolodex here. You want me to call him? I mean. I mean <laughs> I mean, now I got to call him and apologize to him. F O U L E D. That spells fouled up. I mean, I could see you cutting off touchdown shiggle on me, but not that. <laughs> Chris Mack now joins us from Pittsburgh, my friend. Happy New Year! So great to hear you on the other end. Uh, same to you, Steve. Uh, sounds like it was a pretty good trip out to sunny Southern California. It went, obviously, as well as you could ask it to go. They played yeah. terrific football. It really was. Uh, I have to ask you now, DeMar Hamlin was really recruited hard by Penn State. Mm-hmm. Loved him as a player. They loved his character as a person. And it sounded like he came down to Penn State, Ohio State, and Pitt, and he chose as Central Catholic. Well, he decided to stay home and play for Pitt. In covering him, Chris, and around the area, uh, we've heard nothing but good things about him, and it sounds like it's uh, it carried through college as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately it's hard to blame a kid for wanting to stay, you know, oh, no, that close to home, right, for the reasons that he agree. did. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, uh, look, you know there had to be something really important driving his decision when he decided to stay at home at Pitt rather than go to Penn State or Ohio State. Uh, when you're being recruited by Terry Smith, <laughs> you know, it's, right. it's, 
Terry doesn't miss all that often when he takes the swings at the big recruits, especially somebody who he's going to bring in. And you can only imagine what he would have been like in the Nittany Lions secondary. But uh, ultimately, it's it's worked out for Demar, you know. Um, and he is, by all accounts, just a, a, a wonderful guy who I think, as every little bit of good news continues to trickle out. You know, you, you don't see anybody who's who's not happy to hear about it. And I think, you know, fundamentally, I think it'll lead a, a lot of people, at least I hope so anyway, maybe this is too naive and too altruistic of me. Um, but, you know, I, I hope that it'll lead a lot of us to, both, to, to take a step back and think about how we react to players and and you know when a player makes a mistake a, a db drops a potential interception a wide receiver maybe drops a crucial third down an o-lineman misses a block um what i think the reaction should be and look we're all fans we, we all react viscerally to that right like ah oh, man what are you doing it's your job but then also i think what we all got a big dose of monday night um was the humanity of these guys um you see josh allen standing on the field in tears trying to keep his composure you see the rest of his Mm -hmm. teammates Bengals players everybody in that building brought to a standstill um and the nfl which is really a money-making behemoth uh brought to its knees because the humanity of one guy was considered uh kudos to sean mcdermott and zach taylor for for driving that decision um, but I think I think we all learned a little bit of perspective Monday night and in the ensuing four days. And I think you hate to see this happen to anybody, but if Demar ends up being okay at the end of the day, um, as okay as someone who has undergone a cardiac arrest can be, that recovery is not going to be easy. I imagine. I right. think uh, I think we all learned a really valuable lesson because of it. Yeah. No, I mean, and it did show the humanity of the players, and I thought that. Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor as coaches could not have, as you said, handled it any better. Yeah. Any better, without question. Um, so the Steelers are going to have the Browns, and they've got a shot. Why? Oh, I, I, you know, I think, I think it's a pretty good shot, actually. I mean, this is I what's do crazy too. about I agree with you. I think they have a really good shot. I, you know, I don't know... <laughs> I don't know which of these three games that they need to fall their way. You look at and, and and don't see a viable path to get there. You know, the Patriots are going up against a Bills team that I imagine is going to be flying so high on adrenaline and emotion. The only thing you wonder is maybe if it wears off throughout the course of the game. Um, the Jets are going to be going with Joe Flacco rather than Zach Wilson. I think that's a plus for Steelers fans. Um, And the Dolphins will be with Skylar Thompson, another plus for Steelers fans. And it it sounds like things are a mess up in Cleveland right now. You've got Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett sniping at each other in the media. Uh, You've got the fans out for Kevin Stefanski. Uh, it, it, It sets up perfectly for the Steelers. Now, where does it send them if they should somehow end up in the playoffs? I don't know. I think it's a lot like last year, and I don't know how many fans really necessarily care, although if they could somehow uh, end up in a, in a wild card game against the Bengals, it would do them better than a game against the Bills or the Chiefs. Um, sure. But I think if they were to somehow end up in the playoffs, uh, for a lot of fans, it would be looked at in a year of a rookie quarterback who didn't even start the season as the starting quarterback. 
in a year where T.J. Watt spent as much time on the injured list as he did, uh, in a year where they've averaged 17 points a game in, on offense, it would be looked at as a huge success for a lot of people. Oh, no question. Um, they have played better down the stretch. Yeah, they, I mean, they don't clear 20. We know that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, 20 to them is like 40 to the uh, to the Chiefs. Uh, but their defense has obviously played really well. What do you like about their defense? Well, they have cleaned up a lot in the second half of the season. I think the question to be had there is, um, is it because of the level of competition or is it because they've really figured some things out? I don't want to take anything away from this defense because at times it can be very good especially when both Highsmith and Watt are going, pressuring the quarterback. Cam Hayward's clogging up the middle. Um, Minka named the team MVP today. We know what he's capable of, ball hawking on the back end. I think think we'll get a big answer to, to the question of what this defense is and how much they need to bolster it going into the offseason on Sunday afternoon. You know, if, if they come out, and it sounds like Devin Bush is going to play at least a little bit more than he did in the Ravens game. Uh, if they come out and they're able to slow down the Browns' rushing attack with Devin Bush in there, um, then perhaps whether Devin Bush is back next year or not, you feel okay about this defense, right? And you feel like, hey, they made up for going up to Cleveland on that Thursday night in week three and just getting absolutely run out of the building at times. Um, they're capable of it. We, we've seen them shut down Jonathan Taylor. We've seen them shut down the Ravens now in a in a you know a rematch um, and on the road as well. We've seen them be able to shut down good rushing offenses. On the other hand, we saw Atlanta run against them in the second half of that game. There have been pockets, you know, where early in the year you saw the Jets run on them and the Patriots just closed them out. So I, I think this weekend will go to answer will serve to answer a lot of questions about uh this defense and you know even into the off season uh, they have to prepare themselves for you know obviously offensive line is an important part of what they need to to make over in the off season but everything else seems to feel like it's on the defensive side of the ball whether they're yeah. successful or not, um, but I think it can help point them in directions, right? You know, the, the, it, how how necessary is it to take an off-ball linebacker in, on the second day of the draft? How necessary is it to get uh, a run-clogging interior defender to to sort of take carry the torch from Cam Hayward as he you would presume only has a few more years left? Those are some of the things they have to keep an eye out for, and they still need a shutdown corner. Their corners have played. Better at times in the second half, but again, that level of competition question comes up. Yeah, uh, it does. What's it, I found interesting, I thought Deshaun Watson, because of the layoff and the lack of really doing much of anything for a long time, would be rusty. He's even rustier than I thought he was going to be. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think he started to find something with Amari Cooper in the second half last week. Um, again, question of level of competition is obvious. Um, but I, I do, you know, and that's part of the thing, as we discussed it on our show this morning, part of the thing we do worry about a little bit is, you know, if Deshaun Watson starts to build any kind of rhythm, he is still talented. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. so if he's, if he's able to build a rhythm in the middle of the field with – Amari Cooper, if he's able to build a rhythm with David Njoku, uh, who's right. been inconsistent this year, but when he's been good, he's been really good, against, again, an interior defense, 
inside linebackers, especially who have been porous in coverage at times, um, that's one way I would think the Browns look to attack the Steelers. Now, the key is they've got to be able to run to set that up. I don't think they can ask Deshaun Watson to stand back there and throw it 48 times and have it work out for them, but they've shown they can run on the Steelers. So I think the, 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 whole, the, the whole key to Sunday's game, in particular between the Steelers and Browns, is who is able to establish their identity on offense first. And we've seen Stefanski at times get away from leaning on the run mm-hmm. game for whatever reason early in games. Um, try to get too cute. The Steelers have found their identity over the last month, month and a half, and it is lean on Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, utilize Pat Fryermuth to kind of loosen things up in the middle when they can, and take some deep shots uh, and, and try to get some balls on well-timed routes to Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. It all starts with the run game, though. If they can do that, if they can get what they got last week from the run game, mm. then I, I suspect the Browns may not even come back out for the second half. They look like they're a shambles right now. How good is Kenny Pickett right now? Are we talking about the first three and a half quarters of the game, or are we talking about the, the last five minutes of the fourth quarter? Um, that's, I mean, but he's a kid, and that's that, that's what's, what's going to happen to him. Right, and I think, you know... I think it's a whole lot better than I thought it would be even at this point in the season. So, you know, the stuff in the first three and a half quarters of the game, um, his progressions, the the stuff that it's going to take time to learn, I really think, obviously, that's going to take time for him to find some chemistry with, I don't think it'll be a new offensive coordinator this offseason, as much as some of us would call for that but for him to just learn the NFL game and catch up to the speed of the NFL game. But you're encouraged by the fact that when it comes down to crunch time, he is standing in there and delivering, and even more importantly, to be literal about that term, he is getting on the move and delivering. Those off-platform throws, making things happen on the move, the two-point conversion against Indy to Pickens, you know, the throw to Pickens for the game winner on Christmas Eve, the throw to Najee Harris, which was on the move and off platform down in Baltimore on Sunday. All of those things and the drives that led to them encourage Steeler fans that, hey, you know, we, we have our questions about the the ceiling on his actual level of talent. But if nothing else, um, I, I've heard this term used, he's like a mini Eli Manning, right? He may not have the greatest skills package in the world, but he's going out and winning the games that he's asked to win, right? He's got that clutch gene, so to speak. And if nothing else, that's something that can't be learned or taught. That's something you either have or you don't. And I think the other stuff, reading, you know, when a safety is going to roll back over the top to make it a cover three instead of looking like a a Tampa two, whatever it may be, you know, I'm just using that as an example. Those things, that'll come with time and reps. Always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate it. Happy New Year to you. Uh, thank you so much, Steve. Always love catching up with you. Happy New Year to you as well. The outstanding Chris Mack joining us from Pittsburgh. We are going to have an Eagles guest on, but we were trying to uplift the uh, audience. No? <laughs> More of the first part. I mean, they're at least winning down the street. No? Not buying? Sure. <laughs> no, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Actually, they are. <laughs> so. 
Oh, man. I really do think they're going to have a very good chance to get in. Um, the, the Eagle scenario just takes me aback. You're going, even a month ago, the Giants would be fighting their guts out. They need the game. they got to get in. The Eagles would just be coasting home, right? Yep. It's a month ago. It's pretty the unbelievable. Giants, the Giants have nothing to play for. They already got their spot. Can't change it no matter what. And the Eagles are fighting their guts out. It's like, man, if I'm an Eagles fan, this makes no sense to me. Oh, well. We'll take a break. We'll come back more in a moment. By the way, that neutral site thing is only if the Bengals and the Bills um, end up in the championship game, essentially. That's what the neutrals It's only if they get in. Okay. The Bengals Ravens thing makes no sense to me. Well, if the Ravens would have a coin flip, no, you mean a coin flip? What are you talking about? All right, now that makes no sense to me. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you and thank you for your years of patronage okay a couple of notes for you uh kari crump was the one michigan state football player that was charged with a felony in the uh, dust up in the michigan tunnel which i just walked past 48 hours ago i will i look over and go <laughs> who designed this all right but uh, it turns out that the felony charge has now been dropped against him so for him personally, that's great news. Kirk Shiraka, former Penn State offensive coordinator this past season, Minnesota's offensive coordinator, is leaving Minnesota. He is now the Rutgers offensive coordinator. Back uh, in the Big Oklahoma. Ten. <laughs> Still staying well, in the Big Ten, yeah. Yeah, yeah just changing divisions. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, the Oklahoma quarterback, has announced he will be back next season to play for Oklahoma. Uh, Let's see. USC, transfer portal. Marshawn Lloyd, who led South Carolina in rushing the seasons, leaving South Carolina. He is going to USC. Uh, They needed somebody because Travis Dye, the Oregon transfer, got hurt, and he's done with his eligibility. Is anybody ever done with their eligibility these days in college sports? Uh, officially, Sam Hartman joining your team. Notre Dame. I did see that, yes. Trey Sanders from TCU. Uh, leaves Alabama and transfers to TCU as a running back. So... I mean, JoJo Earl and uh, Tommy Brockermeyer also transferred from Alabama to TCU. So you got three guys transferring from Alabama to TCU. Hmm, interesting. 
So those are the news and notes we have on college football heading into the national championship game, which is Monday between Georgia and TCU at SoFi. Quite the facility. It's open on the uh, air on the sides, and the fans are covered. The whole field's covered. But it actually is open on the sides. So actually, it's an interesting stadium. Very interesting. Jalen Hurts, by the way, trending in the right direction. Let's see, that's good news for you. Definitely. He's officially he's officially listed as questionable Friday's injury report. But Nick Sirianni said today it's trending in the right direction. We're going to see how it goes today. We feel good about it, but we'll see how today goes. All I know is that by being out, he has bolstered his MVP candidacy. And by the way, there's a championship game tomorrow, right? Or excuse me, Sunday, 2 o'clock Sunday. South Dakota State and North Dakota State for the FCS title. There's two NFL games tomorrow, including the Titans and the Jags. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. It's another big weekend. The beverage supermarket. Are you okay there? Well, we just had a power surge here, so that's fun. Enough of the suit getting out of his chair. <laughs> he just blames the squirrels that come on the that come on the uh, the power lines, I guess. That explains all the cheese and the little hamster with the wheel. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> no, and I'm there. Listen, why so many hamsters? I mean, I'm just kidding. All right, today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury. The Beverage Supermarket imports domestics microbrews, the best selection to beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Uh, six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and somebody, the Beverage Supermarket. And for the first time in 2023, ladies and gentlemen, the king. Well, we lost him. He's got a call back since our power search went and knocked him off the line. I, what's going on here? Get new hamsters. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right. So... Uh, we got two Saturday games tomorrow, including the Titans and the Jags. The Jags are trying to get to the playoffs in Doug Peterson's first year. Uh, and then, of course, you have full day of the NFL, and Monday is TCU in Georgia. 
So we have a lot going on. And which is always fun. We always seem to have a lot going on. There's very few times during the course of the year that we have minimal going on. And that's what makes the show fun and interesting. I don't care whether it's high school stuff or it happens to be college or it happens to be pro. A lot of great stuff going on. Uh, When's Shukalumi's next game? Uh, They play tomorrow afternoon at Shemokin. Oh, that's a good so game. we have a nice little uh, basketball doubleheader across our SBC platforms. Yeah. We got Chickalemi in the afternoon here on WKOK, and then me and Ray got seals on SBC Sports Live YouTube at seven thirty. Yeah, I watched some of that. Uh, you sent me some of it. I watched some of it the other day. Very, very good. Well, thank yeah, you. Terrific, terrific broadcast. Uh, both of you did a great job. Yeah, raise raise the man. I love working with him. Yeah, but both of you did a great job, which is really cool. That's great. Um, King's never calling back, is he? We do have the King ready. Hopefully you guys should be able to hear each other. We're still figuring out the power surge back here. Uh, uh, hopefully we'll be able to hear each other. <laughs> I think so. I hope. I mean, well, you know, you know, I told you, get new hamsters. Okay, I guess we get back to work here. Yes. All right. We're back with you on yes, WKOK.com uh, and uh, on the podcast, of course, but we're still working on WKOK on the air. Transmitter's down, so apologize for that. Yes, yes okay. but you're right, Kev. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow was a big day, so. That's right. It's Medicaid. <laughs> you qualify. Yay. Yay, good for me. Yeah. I'm on Social Security. I'm happy. I'm like, we've made that no, advancement not... in our life. Yay, hey. So. I, I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that yet, but. Um, well, when you yeah, I get all business, sorts of mail. You're not guaranteed a paycheck every week. Right. Now I am. I'm so happy. I'm thrilled. So. <laughs> <laughs> no right. complaints. I've done fine, but it's nice having a guaranteed. You know, there it is. Yeah. Well, and one team next year, no more uh, Obamacare. So whatever. Well, one more team anyway. that can use the Medicaid is the Tennessee Titans. They're given six and a half oh, on the road at Jacksonville. Just so cruel. <laughs> You're just so cruel. Steve, what you got? Uh, oh, t- uh, Jacksonville's going to win the game. I mean, so we'll go with Jacksonville. I've got Jacksonville as well. Yeah, with that, I do that right. Tennessee's six and a half point favorites. They're giving six and a half. They'll still they'll cover it. Gee, I think uh, Jacksonville by far. Uh, Jacksonville's yeah. playing as good as anyone. Yeah, Jacksonville's so. playing terrific. Yes. Yeah. They're going to be dangerous. Good coach. Dougie P, yeah. baby. That's right. Who? All right. Who? <laughs> Dougie you know, P. Does he, does he have a full name? That'd be one uh, Doug Peterson. No, oh, well done. That's that's yeah. Good. Yeah. Good I remember to a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, I remember that. No. He didn't. They he didn't. They bagged them. Uh, now they can't clinch the division. 
It's amazing in football how important the head coach is. So. Oh, I know. It really is. Yeah. So. And who showed that? Who demonstrated that? Sean McDermott as his team hosts New England. New England giving seven on the road. King. <laughs> I just put this out there. It is so funny. <laughs> New England's like, we're going to get killed. <laughs> Even there. <laughs> I got Buffalo. I think Buffalo's going to win this game by 50 points. Yeah. It's wonderful story. Just, yes. Uh, I think Buffalo is so fired up right now. Who wants to play them? So. Yeah, I, I think this is setting up very good for Buffalo to end the Super Bowl drought, as much as I hate to say it for the Eagles side of things. But if the Eagles can win the Super Bowl, I would much love to see the Bills do it. So I'm taking the yeah, Bills, of course. I, it's just a great story, and yeah. he's a great head coach. And uh, just, you know, it was heartbreaking, and they brought us through emotions that maybe we all kind of needed, you know? Yeah. But, Everybody got together and rooted for one thing. So, Steve, who you got? Oh, Buffalo. All right. Next one we have. The... I think New England's going to score a touchdown for Buffalo just to, and jump in the stands. <laughs> Everybody let them clap them on the back. And go ahead. All right. Now we got the Bengals, who Zach Taylor also was very good this, throughout the week. And mm-hmm. they host the Ravens, of course. And the dumb odds at stake here. If Baltimore wins, then they're going to get the coin flip for uh, for the whoever plays the home game for the playoff game week after. Baltimore, given seven on the road, probably no Lamar Jackson. Steve? No Lamar Jackson? Yes. No chance. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati. King? I got Cincinnati, and I, they're the one hidden thing in this whole thing this past week. They were on the field, too. You know, and nobody talks about the emotions they've gone through. I mean, I've seen a guy die getting CPR. It's frightening to sit there and watch it. And I mean, kudos to Cincinnati and how they handle things. So I got Cincinnati yep. easy in this game. Yeah, I'm rolling Cincinnati too. I mean, they're, they're going to be just as fired up to be back out on yeah, the field absolutely. in emotion. So, no question. Yeah. Now. Steeler fans will be paying attention to this game. The Jets given two on the road. Joe Flacco at quarterback at Miami. A Jets win along with a uh, Seattle win puts the Steeler and the Steelers win puts the Steelers in the playoffs. Steve, does this first scenario work out for them? I'm sorry, New England needs a loss. Take that back. So you need a Buffalo win, a Jets win, Steelers win to get the Steelers in the playoffs. Steve, who you got? Jets, Dolphins. Oh, okay. You got I mean, all that? I listening, <laughs> listening to your scenarios. I was like, hey, this game could be It's amazing well be a, all the scenarios. It really is. <laughs> I, I think this game could be a tie. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I think the Dolphins win, sort of. King? I got the Jets, and that means Pittsburgh will be in the playoffs. Oh. I think the Jets will win this game. So, <laughs> I, and I'll take the points. Either way, I like the Jets and the points. I think either way they cover, but I got a feeling they're going to win this game too. I really do. I just have that strange feeling. This would be like a Jets type of win, especially yeah. with Joe Flacco a quarterback. So they I'm going Jets have as that well. Good defense, no matter what, they got a good defense. Yeah. And I think they also are going to be motivated to finish on a high note. So I'm going Jets sure. myself. Yep. 
Now the Steelers. They got Cleveland. They are in all sorts of shambles right now, yelling at each other through the media and whatnot, being the usual Cleveland Browns that they are. Browns giving two and a half on the road. King. I got Pittsburgh big time. I got oh. Pittsburgh as well. Yeah. Steve. I'm gonna I'm picking Cleveland. I think the the difference in the game is you we could talk about Jadavian Clowney all we want. Pittsburgh doesn't score a lot of points, and and Cleveland has a running back, has a running game and a running back in Kevin Mack. I think he's the difference in the game. I, all right, I like it. Now we go to the NFC East. You don't, you don't have to like it. I'm just picking it. I don't know. <laughs> no, I I, I I like the, the change I, of pace I, there. I guess like I I guess like anybody else. <laughs> yeah, but don't that doesn't Cleveland have the other guy too? Uh... Watson? Deshaun Watson? Kareem, Kareem no, Hunt? the good back. The real good back. Kareem Hunt. Kev, I mean, Mac is, or, I mean, I'm sorry, the, the kid from Georgia. Yeah. Oh, Nick uh, Chubb. Whatever the heck his name is. Nick Chubb. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Nick Chubb. Well, I think Nick Chubb is yeah. a terrific, terrific player. Yeah, he is really good. Yeah. All right, now we All got right, Dallas, yeah. seven-point favorite at Washington. And, of course, they need a win and an Eagles loss to, you know, get the number one seed and win the division. Now the Cowboys vomit. will win big, and the Eagles will look over and go, oh, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with Steve on this one, unfortunately. Dallas, because Washington. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And Howell's going to be. Howell's, Howell is starting a quarterback for Washington. By yes, way. exactly. That's not going to go well. It, Washington is so messed up their quarterback situation this year. It's not even funny. But now we go to the Sunday night football game. Could be a play-in game. We'll see if, if things shape out that way for Detroit. They would need a Seattle loss to be in that spot. At Green Bay, Detroit somehow given four and a half on the road. I love this spot here. I think Detroit wins this game. I'm taking the, them in the points. Steve. Green Bay. King. Yeah, I got Green Bay. Rodgers is just playing like Rodgers again. But he hasn't had a 300-yard game all year. That's amazing. Do you know the two worst? Do you know the two worst? Bay is a tough spot for Detroit. Do you know the two worst teams in the NFL are this year against the spread? Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Because of Rod- expectations. Yeah. Because Rodgers and Brady and people yeah. people go with them almost every time. Yeah. And then just didn't have the tools or the weapons, but Green Bay's kind of find the on their footing. I don't know. No, they're no, Green Bay's playing really well. Yeah. Uh, Detroit has been a mixed bag down the stretch. So I'm going with Green Bay. Yeah. All right, and then yeah. finally We've got the national championship game Monday night with TCU and Georgia. We all picked Georgia over Michigan, so this is just kind of confirmed. Do we all like Georgia still in this game? Steve. Yes, I, I will pick uh, Georgia to win after my great success in the semifinal games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, King, who you got? Ah, believe it or not, I mean, I've watched them all year. I'm going to take TCU. Wow. Uh, The Georgia defense is not 
what they say it is. They've allowed a couple of teams to put up a lot of points on them. And TCU, if you make a mistake against them, they make you pay. I showed and that I'm, last week. I'm, I'm going to go with TCU okay. with the underdog. So. I think this is going to be a close game, but in the end, I think Georgia's going to find a way to either pull away or, or get like a some sort of a back-breaking type of score, and I think they win by a touchdown. The quarterback for Georgia is great. That kid is really good. Yeah. I mean, there's no question Georgia should win the game on paper, on everything, but TCU has just found this way this year to win. Oh. It'd be a terrific story. Yeah. It's, it's a very strange team, but all I know is you make a mistake against them, they make you pay. I'll and tell you what, I'm rooting for Max Duggan. I love him watching over. him play. Yeah. Be a good game, I hope. So. Good for Penn State. <laughs> Happy for Franklin. Shut people up. You know, he got his big win. Oh. It was it was a terrific performance. It was I'll say this from obviously for Jack and me from our point of view. Uh the last nine minutes of the game, when you're sitting at the Rose Bowl. And in the last nine minutes, you know the team you're broadcasting for cannot lose. It is about as much fun (laughs) as you could ask it to be. And like I tweeted you, this was very similar. I I really do wish that the quarterback, what's his, Reeser, the quarterback for uh, Utah, I wish he didn't get hurt. That's all. Oh, I wish he didn't get hurt. I never want people to get hurt. I wish they beat him straight. And and I believe they would have won the game straight up anyway, but it would have been closer. Once he got hurt, Utah just plain collapsed. Well, he hurt Penn State by his movement in the pocket. He did not hurt them throwing the ball. He was 8-21 for 95 yards, and one of them was a 47-yard pass play where Wilson fell down, and the receiver had to come back to get the ball because it wasn't that well thrown. Right. There's no question, but he's one of those quarterbacks that just causes trouble, you know? No doubt. You know, it's... You do everything right, and he still finds a way to. It was, you know, he was giving him fits, and once he was down, that was it. And Penn State's defense was just, just mowed him right over. I mean, yeah. it was just a dominating performance. But it was, you know what? I can. I think I sent you a tweet or text or whatever you want to call them things. Um, it reminded me of when Penn State's quarterback got hurt against Iowa yeah. a couple of years ago. And yeah. it's just like, oh, everything shut down. 